everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio Podcast. My name's Dan and I'm a physio currently based in Melbourne, Australia. This podcast is aimed for both students and new grads. In this podcast, there will be lots of fun banter and cool guests. Now, let's get into this episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Flexing Physio Podcast. Mm -hmm. We have the pleasure of being joined with Nadina, who is the owner and director of Head to Toe Physiotherapy and Podiatry over in Mooney Ponds. So, Nadina, welcome to another show, my friend. And we're going to have a very special show today, aren't we? That's (laughs) it. I'm I'm actually really keen to to talk, to, to chat about this uh this topic because i think um yeah this the listeners can get quite a lot out of this yeah correct so um it's this topic is very very close to my heart is especially because i do train some physiotherapists mm. as well so um seeing the good traits in them okay and Absolutely. what are those traits and fostering those traits are s- such a big thing of, of what i do yeah and we've seen a lot of common traits in great physios that yes. i think everyone can take on board before we get into that though let's do a bit of a, of a cheeky self-plug <laughs> again so we're going to be talking about my free ebook that is now available to all you listeners this ebook is on five things that i wish that i knew or someone told me before i started working in private practice um five things i've tried to condense them five top things and i really hope you guys get a lot out of it i try to be keep it as simple as i can and as practical as i can and when you're reading through the ebook hopefully it feels like i'm talking to you like i am right now i i don't use i try not to use fancy language and it's just just a bro talking to a bro or a bro s writing the ebook and doing the podcast where you should have a few beers and all that sort of stuff so it's quite simple i can't have beers because uh my gout will flare up (laughs) i'm 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 25 turning 75 next year with my gout i also want to just quickly chat about my online course that i'm currently writing up at the moment um it's going to be an extension of the free ebook that you that you guys hopefully would have read um this will be a paid one i'm not going to make it too expensive only a thousand bucks no just kidding (laughs) i won't make it too expensive but it will be an extension of the ebook and hopefully you guys will um, have a more uh, good hands-on knowledge on uh private practice and you know the, the five things that I wish I knew before I started private practice. Mm-hmm. So with jobs around the corner, you guys are, as listeners, with jobs starting next year or maybe some of you are already working or have just finished your first year of working, we thought it'd be really cool to share with you guys the top nine traits we think makes a great physio. Now, I know if you guys have listened to Adam Meekin's podcast, he did an episode on um, like the top traits he thinks makes a quality physio. Uh, I've taken aspects of that, and we're just going to talk about what we think makes <laughs> the, the the best uh, makes a great physio. So we'll get stuck right in. What do you what do you say, Nads? Let's do it. Yeah. Number one is the ability to de-escalate and explain common pathologies without using fear-mongering words. Yeah, I've seen some people who are fear mongers and they know that and they use that to push anxiety on patients, okay? And um, some um, there are some people that do do, do that and it's an awful thing because it really does run down someone's self-esteem, okay? And this self-image of their body. Um, the great physios, the really, really good ones, knows how to explain things really plainly in simple words to understand use their body language to 
portray a lot of calmness about them okay and the issue to make things look simple okay and to not in yes reduce the fear but also instill hope in their patients huge one so it is a really 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 good trait to have how how you do that's quite simple just keep your explanations as simple as they can okay don't use a lot of negative adjectives okay mm. with issues okay um try to keep your language quite plain and simple mm-hmm. okay um instead of for example using scientific words like vertebra or spine or whatever mm. just say something simple like your back your yeah. neck okay something that people are going to understand you right? exactly yeah don't talk about things flying in and out of place in your in your spine with your discs and all that sort yeah, of stuff 100%. Me, the body's a strong thing okay and teach them that as well i yeah. can you can literally tell them the body is strong the sp- the spine is strong there can be phases where you can go through injuries but if we set the uh, set the right conditions for the body the yeah. body will heal itself that's okay right. and that's what us physios pretty much do our job is to help guide that process Pretty much, okay? Yeah. Um, and um, empower them as much as you can as well. So yeah. provide them a management strategies to do at home, okay? Yeah. Um, it's paramount, okay, to what we do. Um, so that is all what reduces someone's fear. Yes. Um, and us, us as physios, we're great conduits to actually do that. Yes. Definitely. <clears throat> the ability to de-escalate someone's emotions is actually an art form. And it takes practice. So don't expect day one to be able to to nail that on the head. Oh, 100%. It takes years of clinical practice and talking with different humans, kids, old people, um, other doctors and surgeons. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Two key things to help with that process as well yeah. is when you're explaining a pathology or giving an explanation, do not talk quickly like you're a rapper, okay? Yeah. We Slow ain't Kendrick down. Lamar over here. Exactly. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. Have control. Use the tone of your voice. We say, think you're a smooth. You're a late night FM DJ that's just going real slow. I love that. That's and so just good. Really, just talk very calmly. Okay. That's right. And while you're talking as well, okay, make sure you're facing the patient. Okay. Yes. Your arms are either on um, on your lap, okay, on you or by your side. Yes. So it shows that you're nice and calm. Because if you're not calm about it, they're not going to be calm nah, about man. it. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, you're saying you're two the two key two key aspects to to help with this yeah just two key little ones okay just practice key um talking slow yeah okay um talk and practice um just that body language as well okay okay? so So just really just just um open body language non-provocative okay not arms crossed slow yeah and the non-verbal cues are non-verbal cues are really important okay yeah because um people believe it or not um, they may not remember what you exactly say, but they'll remember how you said it and how they felt. Correct. Okay. Uh, absolutely. And that's and they'll, exactly they'll remember how they feel. Okay. And if you make them feel intimidated, that's mm. what they're going to remember. I just don't understand why. This isn't to bag out doctors, but uh, doctors are they they do this a lot and they use big words. Yeah, it can happen across the mm. industries. I've seen um I've seen physios sometimes use big words as well, oh, sure. and I think. It's just, we're going away from that. I think there's a lot of um, graduate medicine students who are actually spectacular with this yep. stuff. 
um, and and really know how to be very patient centered. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, it's just really important that um, we bring it back down to just using very simple language. Um, it's hard in a medical context as well because like everything has a high range or low range and eosinophils and white yeah. blood cells and uh, defects on on um, on scans and all that sort of stuff. But sure. as physios, that's where we can really shine through. through. Good, good. All right, let's move on to the second a uh, second trait, which is the ability to really listen. And I feel really deeply about this because recently I went to a GP for my gout, <laughs> and before I got my story out, that the the GP had told me my diagnosis, and I, although the diagnosis is correct, I didn't feel like my story was heard. And so from that consult, I thought I self reflected, and I from now on, every time I talk to a patient during this subjective interview, I just shut up and let them talk. Yeah, we talked about this on the previous podcast. We sure yeah, did, yeah. yeah. And it's something that I've um, changed in my clinical practice because I used to ask them a question and then kind of as soon as I can jump in, I'll, I'll chime in. Mm-hmm. But don't do that. Just relax, let the patient get their story because if the patients don't feel heard, they actually don't trust you because I kind of didn't trust the the GP yeah, the way that I should have. It's it's more the case of um, as I, uh, we've discussed this before as well. Is they've rehearsed what they want to say. Okay, yeah. let them say it. Um, if they go babbling on, then um, narrow them back down with a close-ended question or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, where it's appropriate but let them talk for at least the first one and a half to two minutes okay yep. if you're already interrupting within the first 10 to 15 seconds you have to understand as a physio you have a, a position of power okay and yeah. m- moment you are talking within that first 10 to 15 seconds before they've even properly started mm. um it's putting you on the other other side of the uh, of the fence with, um, with the patient yeah. um you're not working with them you're working against them yes. and i think that's the whole po- uh, uh, point of us just giving them time to talk okay and aligning with their views of how they see the world okay mm. and how they see their issue and their the perception of their issue the other the skill that i teach my physios is to and while that subjective is happening is imagine you're in the shoes of the patient okay yeah. so Let's say they're having a back pain issue. Okay, and they say, um, "Oh, it hurts when I'm bending forward." Okay, because it feels like it's spasming in my lower back. Mm. Well, think about yourself in that situation, and then in that perspective, taking the information that way, you can actually understand what it means for the person mm. to actually have this issue. It makes you a bit more empathetic to the issue can actually help you um, uh, develop better treatment plans yep. and can also help you understand how these pathologies also affect the, uh, a person's body and the activity modifications that's required for them as well. Nicely said. A third trait here is to be humble. And I think this goes for any allied health professional. If you're not humble and if you're arrogant, that puts you in a position where you stop learning, Yep. which we'll touch on on, a, on another trait. But yeah, you stop learning and that's when you can miss things. Mm-hmm. There's one professional um, who really sticks out in my head who is the opposite of humble, yeah. um, who was a real big narcissist. He was like, I wanted to be... I'm the best physio that's ever lived. He literally yeah. said, that. "It's not a competition, okay? Um, it's all about um, bringing it back down to your own race, okay, and yep. working on yourself and getting your patient better." The best way to think about it is, you don't exist in this equation, okay? Yeah. It's all about the patient and nothing but the patient. The problem is outside of you. I always say the knowledge is knowledge. Like the knowledge belongs to the physiotherapy profession. 
Okay, you're just a conduit of that knowledge yeah. at the end of the day. And there's this uh, the fallacy called the sunk cost fallacy, <laughs> which I think is really interesting. But it's, it's when you have someone who has spent their entire life dedicated to a particular subject, <laughs> for example, rotator cuff pain, <laughs> and then someone comes along and goes, oh, what about, have you thought about this? Or have you, or, cha- or just challenges their thoughts because they've spent their entire life around it being challenged they immediately push back or they immediately object and that's called the sunk cost fallacy so mm-hmm. we shouldn't do that because as you said knowledge is not ours we don't own this knowledge it's outside of us so we need to come uh, from an objective point of view and even if you make a discovery someone else would have made it <laughs> anyway, there's, eventually there's okay. some asian kid that's already done it three times <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next one which is grows with team around them and i think as you're currently as a clinic owner and a business owner you have you have a couple of staff who, who are working yeah. with you we've got we've got, we got three arms to our um, business so we got a podiatry arm a physiotherapy arm and our administration arm yeah. okay so the teams are pretty big pretty big team okay yeah. but all through those all through those three teams is one thing that we do that is just the epitome of yeah. what i'm all about what head to toes all about is we celebrate, right? 100%. Like we celebrate the win. If our uh, one of our uh, junior physios sees a complex case and he's doing really well, we rev him up, okay? Like Amazing. this is the big thing, okay? If he's making commission for that week, okay, we're going to buy him cupcakes. Like seriously, <laughs> like seriously, like we rev him up and grow the people around you. You're not, let's say you're just in a physio team and just a physio team. Yeah. Um, it's not a competition between who's the best physio that's there. The person that you're working with, their wins are your wins if you nurture them and you encourage them to be the best version of themselves. For sure. And you're going to get a lot better job satisfaction and career satisfaction out of being a team player and actually doing that um, other than being someone that's so focused on just themselves and improving themselves. No, I love that. And it's something we implement over at the place that I work at, over at Alpha. Every Friday, we get together, have a tutorial. One of us takes a, a shoot on something we're passionate about. And we just get together as a team, have some cupcakes, you know, and, and just enjoy each other's company and grow as a team, which I think is really important. 100%. All right. So, number five on this list is... A great physio will give patients the credit instead of themselves for their improvement. That, that was us. one of my ones. Wasn't that was it? your yeah, one. Yeah, that t- was talk one to one. us about that one, Ned. Um, patients will, um, well, patients when they get better, they're really grateful. They say thank you so much for mm. your help and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've come to the realization is my as much as obviously I've been involved in their care. If they don't listen to what I do, and if they, if I, what I say, sorry, if they don't partake in their exercise programs, their rehab, the advice that I provided, it's not effective. So yeah. I actually thank them. Yeah. Okay. I actually say thank you for actually participating in this. Thank you for actually doing the hard work and taking the time to do this. Yeah. Okay. Because it's meant that you've gotten the outcomes that you've needed, and you need to give yourself credit for that. Mm-hmm. The reason I do that as well is to actually promote their Mm self-efficacy and also encourage their compliance as well because um, with um, any exercise programs or advice I've provided because 
it always feels good having good feedback. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I if I take the credit and I just say, oh yeah, as much as it's, it's it's the polite thing to do and say, and there's nothing wrong with it if you want to go by that way as well. That's okay. Because oh, that's what that that um that's okay. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And then just close it at that. I don't close it at that. Okay. I'd like to tell them, no, you've done a great job. For sure. Okay? That's so good. You are a big part of the equation. I like. I, and that's because I know the opposite of when patients don't participate, okay, and choose not to. Yeah, it's it's a, and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, I like the saying of you've got to help me help you. Correct. And if if you don't help me help you, then I can't just if you don't do anything. It's it's you got to take ownership of your injury of your rehab. And patients can see that as well when you're that humble that you thank them instead of yourself. Okay, yes. they're like oh, this guy's a million dollars yeah like he's just he's just he's humble he doesn't he doesn't take any credit he he puts the credit back onto me and i yeah. feel amazing and i'm going to send my mom my dad and all that sort of stuff there yeah and humbleness is a big, big part of it and as we talked about before a patient might not remember what you say but they will remember how they feel yeah. so if they feel like you're being cocky hey they're not coming back yeah next one is encourages and i think this this ties in well with uh the the humble uh, yeah. The humble part and also ties in well with the put, giving the credit to the patient. We yeah. encourage them. We give them ownership. We we yeah. help them. We guide them. Yeah, rev them up during, during their rehab. Pump them okay. up. Yeah, Pump. high five. Celebrate the small yeah. wins, right? Yeah, celebrate the small wins, okay? So um, as part of any rehab journey, you're setting short-term goals, okay? Yeah. So when, they hit, uh, when they're working towards those goals, like you notice that there's an increase in, let's say, their shoulder range of motion or whatever, Find that moment, jump on it, and celebrate it. The same yeah. way you celebrate a teammate, celebrate your patient. Exactly, exactly. Like with a teammate, you might slap them on the ass, but probably don't do that with the patient <laughs> unless you want Definitely. your registration stripped <laughs> from you. The next one, the next trait is self-reflective. There's always a hundred ways to do everything better, okay? Yeah. Even when you're at the top of your game, there's always something that you can do to make it better, yes. okay? So do pat yourself on the back for your wins, okay? Yes. Um, when you do it right, but look for one or two key things out of each consult that you could have changed yep. or make it better. Because what happens is you'll have your seniors to help you. My big bugbear, and this is just my opinion as well, is your seniors Your seniors only have a limited amount of time, okay? Um, and they can't be babysitting you. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah. Like you have to be able to be self-reflective yourself and be able to... Um, pretty much do your own blind spot monitoring okay yep. you have to be independent like as much as you guys are graduates um at the moment and feel like you don't have enough experience you guys have done four to five years of education mm. okay and guys have gone on placement as well so need to be able to have a look at yourself and being able to correct yourself i have a great physio um who's training under me at the moment who's only one year out and yeah. Like I couldn't be more impressed with him. Like he's nice. just he just looks into himself every day, and um, I come back to him like I I gave him an exercise like two months ago. Um, I didn't even talk about it, and then um, I go on to I go see him again, and he's showing me all these progressions he's thought of, and Amazing. I'm like, this is that self growth and that self yeah. reflectiveness. He's taken one idea and expanded it so much. I was over the moon when I saw it. I was just, sure. I couldn't believe it. Does he listen to the podcast? Oh, I'm plugging it to him. Oh, he better listen. Or <laughs> exactly. It's a media fire, mate. <laughs> nah, shout out to you, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And he's a new grad, did you say? Uh, he's, he, 
I, I think I saw him around seven to eight months out, but wow. like he's killing it at the moment. That's yeah. um yeah, and hopefully that doesn't fizzle because a lot of new grads come out like a bull out of the gate, mm-hmm. but then you quickly fizzle. Yeah. So I, I encourage you listening to the. Can we say his name or, or rather not? <laughs> nah, we'll keep it anonymous. We'll, oh, we'll keep it anonymous. Oh, oh no, nah, Abdul man, Abdul. He's a kid. He's, he's a thing. All right. Yeah. So to Abdul. You're killing it, man. Let's. Uh, I want to encourage you to continue killing it. Two weeks ago, the podcast that we released was on what to do if your patient's not getting better, and the first piece of advice was to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- I think that that's a good good way to tie it in a circle there. Now, the eighth trait is always learning. So that's a big that goes without saying. If you stop learning. You're an idiot. <laughs> the, because the the evidence changes the more the, the more we know, the less we know. Sort of thing. What are you talking about? Stop learning moment I graduated. <laughs> what do you mean? The last textbook I read was ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, don't the, do that. that. That's that, that's definitely a no brainer. <laughs> I still I still read my Brooklyn and Khan from time to time. I think it's a great resource. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> the, the, the physio Bible. You've just got to keep on learning. It's There's no question around it. Yeah. Um. One thing on that as well, though, is you guys really need to um, understand your sources of your material. Mm. Okay. I'm seeing too much Instagram knowledge out there. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Social <laughs> media is a big one. I'm seeing too much Instagram knowledge. Everyone's I'm a just, guru. I'm <laughs> like, if you want to know where the best knowledge is, it's quite simple. Look what the best physios are doing, and the best physios are not on Instagram. Okay, <laughs> they're the specialists and the researchers who are in the universities or have done multiple years of education. Um, yes. Those are, look at what they've published. Yep. Look what they look at. Look at how they go about things and replicate what they do. Okay. Don't replicate the guru on Instagram, okay, on um, or not icing, okay, um, yeah. an injury or whatever, or uh, do a stretch this way because it increases tension by 10%. Exactly. No, yeah. that's not, no. Listen to the best in the business because the best in the business are the people that do it well each and every single day. They are known to get good outcomes, hence why they've become the best in the business. For sure. And yeah, to be honest, like you can you can put your life's money down that a specialist physio has such good skills, okay, mm-hmm. that you can replicate and you can do that with confidence. Yeah. You can't do that else with um with a, a lot of other um, people. I find. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now the last point that we have here is uh, a great physio is one who's non-competitive. So, what do you mean by competitive? Like compete with each other or? Compete with each other. I think, um, so with physio, um, if you got through undergrad, you had to do really well in VCE to get there. Okay. Yeah. And um, we can put a lot of expectation on ourselves yeah. um, and think everything's a competition. We've got to be the best at, um, we've got to be the best at everything. Okay. Um, you'll burn yourself out. Okay. Um, and that's not what gives you meaning to your career as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. For me, um, my, what gives meaning to my career is seeing other people around me do really well. Yep. Nurturing their growth is what um, I enjoy. Um, but I, I've seen people who are hyper competitive mm. um, and they they just run themselves into the ground. You got to find the enjoyment in what you do. Okay, um, you're running your own race. Don't compare yourself to others. Okay, um, if you take longer to get down a concept, that's okay. Mm. Um, don't be hard on yourself. If you are 
um, hyper-competitive, trying to um, drive yourself too much, okay, you'll burn yourself out, mm. okay? Find that right balance. You do need to have some drive, but don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Comparison is a thief, thief of joy. Yeah, correct. There's no such thing as the best physio. That's right. There's yeah. no such thing as the best physio. The best yeah. physio is changes from person to person. For okay? sure. It's who the patient believes, okay, is the uh, right person for them. And that could be a uh, come down to personality that might not even come down to um, um, treatments and how much knowledge you have, okay? Mm. It can come literally down to the personality and how you talk to somebody. That's it, mate. That's well said. Um, Next week, our podcast episode, we're going to be chatting about the ankle. So ankle sprains and just some stuff to keep in the back of your mind. The best thing to finish 2022 with. That's it. 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll finish 2022 you with can, a good old Taylor Dome and another fracture. Another, another roast from Nadina. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's a lot that we can do with ankles and um, that's what we're going to go through. That's right, man. All right, well, we'll cap this episode here. Um, another great uh, 20, 30 minutes spent chatting with you. Yeah, I, I reckon this is a big... Uh, episode for a lot of the graduates out there so So i hope you get a lot out of this guys too easy all right we'll catch you next week